Watch out for sea lions, though. I've heard they're quite noisy. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm cool. And I'm cooler. I'm kind of warm. <laughs> and this is Balls with Tools, a podcast for the pretty shitty ritty. Gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Sam, why don't you go first? Because people might be wondering what the fuck is going on. So, <laughs> yeah, you go. Um, well, I mean, I've just been at work all day, so I'm actually kind of brain dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but what do you want to know? Um, uh, well, t- what's your name? What do you do? Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm Sam. I'm Ritty. Um, I'm a jeweler. I just make things that are shiny and overpriced. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, today I've literally just been sat at a computer doing people's appraisals. So that is the boring side of my job, which is also jewelry yeah. and also that, managing 10 people. <laughs> that, that sounds kind of like Al's job where it's like everyone listens to it and they're like, ah, oh, Al does coloring in for a living. And then he's like, no, I deal with people all the time and it's rubbish in meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not, they're nice fun. people, but paperwork is rubbish. Yeah. Are they though, Sam? You don't have to lie. <laughs> you never know. They might be here. They might be here. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Um, nice. Well, that's that's Sam. So, uh, Brett, apparently you're on a boat. Uh, I was on a boat for two hours last night. And I drove up later in the day yesterday. I drove up to the boat dock that I remember talking about like a year ago. Um, I'm doing the install for the tentacles and also dealing with four or five different people because uh, in a very positive way, no one really knew what we were getting into. Like there was a general game plan for all of this stuff. Um, But I met with, one of the women involved in the restaurant layout stuff. And it turns out there's going to be some new things that have to be dealt with, but also some of the variables that I was a little concerned with are no longer on the table. So don't have to deal with those. Feel a lot less stressed. Definitely slept on a boat last night and got woken up by sea lions at, I don't know, before the sun came up. So I'm on absolutely no sleep and i meant to build a couple of things today and i i've forgotten what what time and what days are i have no idea what's going on and i'm surrounded by birds and sea lions so I'm, it could I'm, be worse just want to get the image out of my head of the sea lions like licking your face awake not just <laughs> shouting at you. And... Oh, they're just really loud but yeah that would have been interesting they're just no, they're like violent you know, like very very big cats <laughs> yeah speaking of cats the the best part is i actually met the cat marlin last year he's just a generic boat dock cat he just hangs out and they put food oh, out for him fuck. It's, it, yeah sorry that's just triggered in my head now i was like oh fuck yeah i know what you're talking about yeah. yes so marlin looks like spike right he's got the same white oh, yeah. and black coloring and stuff like that i walked in He's affectionate to everybody, but I like to think that maybe he remembered me because yeah. we spent some time <laughs> together. Um, he's very sweet, though, and I just love that no one else really pays attention to him, attention to him, you know, because he's just around all the time. But of course, I'm here, and I'm like, let me shower you with affection. <laughs> you are the best cat. And he came out and uh, saw me while I was cutting some wood, 
it's nice. Everything's great. It's fine. Nice. Yeah, install on. starts tomorrow. By the time this episode comes out, I will hopefully have posted some really nice photos. We've got some really cool layout orientation things because there's an old power plant across the just across the water it's like one of the most famous aspects of the area is that there was an old power plant and they are dismantling it because the smokestacks and a lot of the structure got damaged in an earthquake in like 1980 something or other and so they're dismantling it slowly and steadily because of all the safety concerns yeah but there's two smokestacks it just so happens where I'm installing on the other side of the water from the boat dock, you're going to be able to look like right through them and there's going to be smokestacks behind them. It's going to be a really interesting visual. We'll find out soon. Awesome, man. Sounds Maybe. good. Um, I also, I love the fact that like most people, they go on holiday and it's like, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've lost track of time and I don't know what day it is and I'm surrounded by seagulls and sea lions and it's great. And <laughs> for you, it's the... It's the same words, but very, very different meaning. <laughs> like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. All I've got is fucking seagulls. Really um, can't complain about the, the work trip, though. <laughs> not the worst. It may not be a holiday, but here we are. Yeah. Um. Right, Al, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, so this weekend was the annual lads. Way lads. Uh, lads, lads, lads. Get together. So all my schoolmates from 28 years ago uh and in no way is that depressing that we go to the same party every year <laughs> um so we booked a like a it was called the retreat and it really was it was a an old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere in the yeah. yorkshire countryside yeah. completely isolated on top of mm. a fell in the middle of what critics are describing fucking shit weather Go quick on. question what i've always wondered this what actually is a fell I only a ever, fell. yeah, I only ever hear it described as like, like a kind of a, 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 a large hill. Yeah, um, you fall off it. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> is, is that that? Thanks was... for thanks for ending my section, Steve. I didn't end it. I on. asked. I asked the question. <laughs> killed the you mood. Carried on. You carry on. You tell us. Tell us the rest of what you have done this week. Uh, it, well, that, that that's it. I got to work, Steve. Oh, um so but so no but it was um it was a lovely retreat uh no mobile phone signal no nothing no pubs to go to no local amenities it really was the retreat it was in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah so it was just lots of beer and cigars and jacuzzis and uh roast ribs of beef and paella and yeah fun team sports games sounds and we watched convoy Oh no way! Yeah, fucking love combo. Genuinely sounds terrible. That sounds fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, so match Awesome. Uh, what have I been up to? You ask. Well, thank you so much. No, no, no. Nope, nobody else. Just skip, skip this bit. Yeah. Yep. Fuck you both. Uh, I uh, I've been to Weymouth twice this week. Uh, first time was no, sorry, the second time was yesterday to see uh, my my eh, see my niece's dance recital which was hilarious because it's just a bunch of like five-year-olds and like four or five adults trying to wrangle these five-year-olds and get them to all dance (laughs) while all the five-year-olds are just on stage looking for their parents trying to wave at them whilst also kind of half dance it's fucking beautiful um 
So that was good fun. Uh, and the other time, I I saw Sam because he was in Weymouth. What a going ding! <laughs> you know, right? As opposed to Londinium, where he is normally at. Um, mm. But yeah, other than that, I quit my job, um, which those of you in the uh, Facebook group will already know. Um, yeah, long, long, long story short. I yeah. It's it's been a long time coming. Uh I'm gonna be there until the end of August. Uh August 31st will be my last day. Um I was a little bit worried about this because uh on my contract I've got a six month notice period. Um so I really realistically should be working for another six months. Um but uh I didn't know what Al's decision was gonna be on that. Um so I've not really been able to plan anything in terms of what comes next um but it was just time for me to to go um so yeah uh it's a little bit nerve-wracking like figuring so, out how it's a hard one that's a that's, yeah it's a big one yeah it's, it's, it's a bit tough figuring out what comes next but at the same time it's super exciting because it it means that i'm freed up to to do a lot of things that i wanted to do um and like, because I've had quite a few guys as well. Well, I was going to say, like, it's quite funny because everyone's been really worried about the fact, like, oh, what are you going to do next? Like, if you haven't got a plan, well, you know, I was like, well, yeah, I, I tend to know a guy, so there's always I can always find something. Because, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Also, oh, that can is tiny, um, which leads beautifully into our subject of uh, if I'm not the guy, I know a guy, and I can't remember where I heard this phrase, but it was. A few weeks ago, and I've got a feeling it was either on a podcast or in an audiobook. Um, and it was just the line. Let's be honest, it was on two thirds. <laughs> take everything from them anyway. Yeah, well, it's we, we do it better. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it, I I feel like that's like a quite a common theme within the the maker community as well of that whole like. If I don't know someone, I know like I know someone that that knows how to do it, or I know someone that knows someone, and um. And it also goes into like, well, if I don't know how to do it, then I know where to find the information to do it um, mm -hmm. and kind of figure it out from there. Um, uh, yeah, I just kind of, so I keep getting distracted by Al. He's so handsome. Um, uh, <laughs> that's not a pretty face. Um, yeah, I, sorry, I've, I, I'm a bit weird tonight and I haven't really <laughs> had much sleep and I don't know really where I'm going with this. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was quite an, an interesting thing because like there's there is always that, especially within like um the the craft and make community of um or like that kind of sphere of just because you know how to do one thing, people quite often come up and say, Oh, well, you know how to fix a thing made of wood. Can you make my car start working? Um, because it's this like it's this weird thing where people think, well, if you've got some kind of practical knowledge, especially in like today's society, like if you've got this practical knowledge, then you must also be, have practical knowledge on everything else. And like obviously there is um, a lot of transferable skills and things like that. But um, carpenter, carpenter, well, that's done. really bad. Yeah, who invited Sam? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the worst of it is, is like that's that's a very owl kind of joke as well um 
but yeah, uh, so I think it, it's quite easy for uh, for that kind of like build up of uh, Philofax of all kinds of names of people that Philofax. Who has who even had a Philofax? Rolodex. Uh, That's the one. I think I think I was born before they were cancelled. Really? <laughs> well, after they were, after they were. Yeah, I say after. Yeah, yeah. You're really young. Um, so fresh. Yeah. He's but only yeah. little. But within like this, you know, I, I feel like it's it's really easy to build up that kind of list of people that have weird and unusual skills. Speaking of weird and unusual skills, that's me. And I just had the discussion this morning because uh, they were talking about the restaurant build out, and it was very much like, well, we're going for a, a vibe, and we have some ideas here, but we really don't know who we could get to do these things. I'm like, oh, I know 15 people offhand that could do exactly those things. And some of those are skills that I have, but I also know that some of these people are local and it's probably easier to get them involved if you want to do that thing. And I know we have touched on the subject before where within this maker sphere, it's a lot of people that got good at problem solving, right? So even if you do yeah. develop a relatively specific skill, you probably have taken tools apart or machines or done something maybe you've restored something it's like everybody's restored something at some point but uh, i don't want to reuse the whole jack of all trades thing because it, it's not really the same thing in my mind it's just a bunch of inquisitive people that want to know how things work and once you learn say your your entry way is um you know making furniture for yourself out of wood and then if you can get into using steel okay well maybe that pushes you into some welding well, maybe that gets you into blacksmithing. Whatever it is, those little entry entry level things can really feed into these other um, skill sets. And I remember mm -hmm. when I first started following Sam, it was because I went to the Great Frog in New York. And it, yeah. we connected and you were like, oh, that's where I work. And I was like, wait, no, I love that store. <laughs> I couldn't afford anything inside of it, but it was really cool. Um, and it was this... Like, oh man, they make their own jewelry. And I remember going, I wonder how difficult casting is. And then Jimmy did some casting relatively early on. He got the little um, oven Spelling devil forge thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it, I think I talked to you about sprues one time, Sam. Uh, and it was yeah, such an interesting You wanted thing. to make, that's uh, when you were talking about making your coins. Yes, and I, and I was trying like to... this the worst diagram of like how to sprue up a load of coins, and you still <laughs> kind of understood it. I can't draw for crap, so it's just like, ugh. yeah. But but being able to know the person that knows more about the thing that you do, but then you yeah. can share, you can offset each other by like, well, I know a little bit more about this than you do, and I love when <laughs> Sam will Sam will randomly share like wrought iron that he finds on the riverside. Or when you pull a random chain out. I'm very jealous of that, by the way, because the first thing I did this morning was go walk around on the beach side and like there's nothing over here. Oh, you dick. <laughs> there's nothing over here because they've picked through everything and there are active uh trails and like beach walks that people do around here, so they always pick up all the cool stuff. There's oh, yeah, a few gigantic like five years old, right? Well, <laughs> that too. We don't even yeah. Um there's a couple of gigantic anchors that have to weigh a few thousand pounds uh, as you enter in, but they're being used as uh, restaurant 
features decorations and stuff outside. So it's a little depressing, but I really like being able to share, uh, you know, Sam, we've never met in person before, but even just the random stuff that we share back and forth, you were kind mm -hmm. enough. You made me this beautiful ring that had my logo on it. And I love the damn thing. But I know that if I needed to get into casting, I have you and also a handful of other people that have tried different things, you know, or different materials, different metals, and have a better understanding of that. And my understanding of metalwork is going to be a little bit different, but I've never, I'm never going to smelt steel or try and cook something like that down. Um, Al is my electronics guy. Like if I ever needed anything electronically fixed, it's going to be Al probably. And then Steve is if I ever need to know how a bar works, I guess. If I had to do that or uh, stand by a door. Opens, like those <laughs> yes, so I needed to know how to stand by a door. Like but it's doors. pretty fantastic. It's it's collecting a group of people that know more than you, but you offset each other. And then yeah. it's just this very similar mindset and problem solving and stuff. I love it. Because I mean, even with like um, Jimmy, like he's the amount of times I've heard him say like he like half the stuff he does, he doesn't really know how to do it. He's just got he knows a bunch of people that know how to do it. And so like one of his best um, abilities is that ability to, to collect those, uh, those people that do know how to do it. So he can just get the, the cliff notes off of them. Cause the thing is like, if you've got a bunch of uh, like masters of their craft, like you can basically kind of springboard from them without having to do the years and years and years of trial and error to, get better or to get a head start at, at um whatever you want to do um but it is it's it's a weird thing because i know uh al with like your job you've had a few times where you've um like the, the fucking christmas window thing where you were like yeah fuck it i'll, I'll just build it or they I, I can't remember you said that you'd build it or they came to you and said can you do this i can't remember which way around it was a little from column a a little from column b yeah, but um, but yeah, because like you must have a, a bit of a reputation at work for being one of those like, oh no, and it's literally everything now. Yeah, so, like, can we do this, Alex? Can we do this? Uh, yeah, <laughs> can you do it? Y yeah, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so like, we're doing the um the Christmas shop pop up charity shop thing again. Yeah, where, like everyone, but again, it's the same thing. It's like we're all graphic designers, we're all color inners, right? Mm. But one guy knows how to mold concrete. One one of the girls knows how to knit really well. Someone's great at making jewelry. Someone's really good at lino cut prints. So we've we've got enough in the team of graphic designers to make a like a, an arts and craft shop full nice. of random shit. And 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 it's great for something like that where it's just like a Christmas charity gig, and you can we can all make a bunch of stuff, have a little evening bake sale, and get and get rid of it all. Um, there you go. Steve has example of said illustration skills. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's that it's that sort of even the people that you didn't know you knew were, were connections and and could get you yeah. places. I'm I'm going to throw this specifically at Sam, but when you're dealing with the the group of people that you have, is it is it a bunch of people with? experience in stores and retail or are you actually is your team built from a bunch of creative people that know how to make things in different fashions so 
Um, the workshop I manage, I have, I think it's 10 people underneath me now, which is really, really daunting. <laughs> I've, only, I've only worked there for four years, and now it's just like, here, have 10 people to look after. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, most of us are trained either through like college and university. Um, there's one guy who is my assistant manager who um, his dad was a jeweler and he's been a jeweler for like over 20 years. Um, and you can literally throw him anything and he'll either know how to fix it or work out how to fix it. Like I give him my watch every week because it breaks every other week <laughs> and he gives it back to me and it looks perfect. And then it breaks again because I obviously don't care for my watch. Um, <laughs> and and that's, I, I think that's, is, is just a really fun mix of like, yeah, mostly jewelers, but like everybody has their hobbies and everybody learned different ways. Like, I mean, on, on my unique course, I did glass blowing, ceramics and blacksmithing. And I did woodworking before that. So it's not yeah. like, you know, I think it, most people are more than, more than just one thing anyway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's something that, that ending... talking... huh? you, you go. Uh, it's, you it's go. something I've been uh, talking at work is that I feel like we should be um, asking the people that actually work in our bubble before we actually outsource certain things because there's yeah. a, a lot of like knowledge there that doesn't always get touched on. So um, I don't know, for example, at the Great Frog, they were looking at getting uh, custom candle holdings, things made in ceramics. And the guy who was told to look this up didn't know a fucking thing. So he said to me, he's like, oh, do you know anything about this? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do, because I did ceramics at uni and then gave him, like, the basic rundown and every of everything. And he was like, oh, yeah, that that's pretty easy. And I was like, so just ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's a a very good point because it's, it's something that gets um, ignored a lot in a lot of businesses and a lot of environments it's like people get kind of put into a pigeonhole of like mm. they're a specialist in x and therefore they cannot deviate x. from this class uh, yes x uh and they Both can <sighs> don't you worry about x needs. let me worry about x <laughs> <laughs> and they cannot deviate from this path and um and i think it's like you say it's such a waste of potential as well because even if they don't necessarily it is a balancing act like there are times where um like with um the the new workshop for example um like where we're having to build out a load of wooden structures and it's like this is taking us three times as long because we don't have the equipment we don't have the knowledge and it's not our speciality so what a, a carpenter could do in two days is going to take us two weeks um so you know there are times where it's definitely worth having someone that's like a specialist um but i think it's it is a really useful thing to to say to people like actually we need this thing doing do you guys know anyone or do you uh is it something that's in your wheelhouse sort of thing because like i don't know if you guys ever have ever had to try and find a builder but i don't know a single person that's just gone to the yellow pages and gone i'm gonna find a builder and gone with the first one like it's always like asking on facebook or something like 
Does anybody have a builder? Like that whole mm-hmm. um, word of mouth thing is absolutely invaluable. And sorry, uh, Brett, your finger was like, because it was in the window, I couldn't actually see it. I just thought you were holding your fist up slightly. I <laughs> didn't realize your finger was up. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I yeah, just want to throw this. I want to throw this at Al and Sam because it seems like they're kind of on different ends of the spectrum within their workspaces. But I can remember moments where I was working my desk job in New York City, where you kind of get asked to do something that's outside of your job description, which like that never really meant anything. Job description. It was just people wanting to make sure that they were getting compensated in some capacity for something that wasn't <laughs> on their CV. But, like, Al, I feel like we had the discussions about it with the winter uh, wonderland that you create. But you're spending a lot of extra time doing that. And it's half of it's your company being like, hey, can you just do this because we don't want to pay anybody else? And maybe you'll do it for free. And also, you're good enough at it and you work within the company. So there is an advantage, disadvantage. But, like, Sam, you want to work. Or you maybe want to ask more questions to the people inside the company to see what they can bring to the table creatively or or craftsmanship wise. But do either of you guys have anything uh, to say in terms of like, when is that healthy and when is that not? Like, when is it asking too much of people within the teams and when is it like elevating them and giving them an opportunity that they wouldn't have otherwise? Uh, I think I think a lot in in my work at the moment is is the focus is more on like production because at the moment we've been faced with you know like there's a lot of setbacks because of COVID and Brexit and God knows yeah. what else has happened in the past two years so our turnaround time has taken a huge slam at work so I mean we've just all just been told like we need to get through this um, <laughs> so. I think that's that's a huge part of why they haven't even thought about it. It's like we don't want to yeah. put any more pressure on the main part of the production, which is the group of jewelers that is my workshop and the other two workshops. Um, but I think it is actually in in my work, it would actually be more healthy because it would also be, I don't know, almost like a fun break. And they're usually asking for like, outsourcing anyway like there's a bit of cat that they sometimes outsource and it's like well there's people in each workshop who know how to do cad yeah um so like why 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 pay somebody else when you can pay somebody you're already paying yeah Mm -hmm. and i I think i'd echo what sam's saying because it's the same it's like if it was a a sort of economically stable period of time and we weren't being worked to the fucking bone It'd yeah. be great to have a day where you could be like, oh, actually, I value you at other things other than just the sausage factory. <laughs> you know, show, show me what you got. But yeah. at the minute, it's just like, I ain't got fucking time to do this. Never mind also do another job in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's it because it, 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 it is that kind of fine balance between, like, I mean, Brett said it when he first asked the question, like, but trying to find that balance between. Mm just piling more and more and more shit on top of someone and also just breaking up the monotony of what they're doing because oh yeah well it's all you do what what, you know you have you have fuck around fridays yeah you know and you actually dedicate specific time for doing it not just oh can you sneak this in oh can you do that in your fucking evenings anyway can you know can you do it while you're also doing this just 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 be blunt and go look we want you to do this and it's going to take two out of your five days a week yeah because that's realistic (laughs) 
Mm. Yeah. And I, but like I say, I think even like if it's just a, a one off where it's like, all right, th this is a job, a task that's going to take five hours. Um, and yes, you've kind of got to do it on top of all your other work, but it's, you know, it's something that's enjoyable. That's fun. You know, you, that person might actually want to do that. Um, so I think maybe it's a case of like in that sort of situation where you, you kind of have to speak to the, the individual and see what they say, because it's like when I was doing the, um, the video editing, it was like, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it was, I was getting paid for like eight hours a day, but actually spending 12 hours a day doing them. But it was because I enjoyed it. And like, I was willing to do that extra work because it was something that I wanted to do. That wasn't at mm -hmm. all what I was employed to do, but it was, it was something that I wanted to do as a kind of add on. Um, whereas, yeah, if that had been, uh, I'm trying to think of some horrible job like peeling potatoes or something like Steve I want you to spend 12 hours peeling potatoes like I'm probably not going to be quite so keen to do that like I'd probably just stick with a great the... job. <laughs> well yeah sit around uh, the bin speed peeler yeah get some tunes on yeah this is true <laughs> but many of the toilet what <laughs> you not seen those videos tree. where they shove loads of potatoes yeah. in a in a in a like a big bin and then they just put a toilet brush and a drill and it just like peels them instantly <laughs> so far <laughs> you should you should do that it's great i need to try this now. you should do uh, even more fun yeah. go watch the videos that are potato peeling and then go watch the one that uh they make like wash tubs into chicken defeatherers yeah That's i've seen those uh, fucking scary <laughs> yeah uh um, i was gonna throw i was gonna throw this in there if you don't mind me interjecting steve um is there like how fine is that line though where you're not asking too much from somebody that you work with or if you are a team lead like al and the and sam i always liked when when my company would give me an opportunity to do something i was passionate about you know steve steve did a really good job producing these videos whether or not it was out of scope it's kind of between him and and the employer at that point but i always wanted to do extra things for my job if they were fun and enjoyable yeah it's just that at a certain point they got to be like the expectation gets there of like oh but brett will probably do it he'd probably be into it remember how he put those tables together let's ask him to do it and then you go all right guys now it's starting to eat into my weekend and you're not paying me anymore and i don't want to sound you know upset about it or i, I don't want to make you feel like i i don't appreciate the offer but i also I don't want to fucking do this all the time. <laughs> and this isn't in my job description. Now you're just yeah. tacking on 50 other roles. And I never really liked it being about pay. We're like, I'm just working so many hours and you're not paying me enough to do this shit. Cause then you're just arguing about a thing that doesn't need to exist to begin with. Yeah. In New York, you could get a task rabbit person. At least that's what it was at the time to come in and put Ikea tables together for $10 an hour. Yeah. We could have, they just never really liked doing it because I was faster and most of the times it was a task rabbit person that would come in and go, yeah, I know a generic level of how to hold a black and Decker tool. And you're like, why did you bring a black and Decker drill in here? That thing's worth no money and is going to fall apart. So I always appreciated it, but how fine is the line where you're Those not black asking and Decker sponsorship? Fucking <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> I'll burn I, that one down. I think it's like it is a really fine line and i think it again it comes down to to the individual like that and it also the tasks as well because if you keep 
piling stuff on and i think when it gets to the point where you can't do or the person can't do their main actual job uh that that is obviously that that becomes a problem um if it's just a case of like them wanting to say uh actually know what this is eating into my free time now i want to cut back i think you as an employer you should be able to say okay yep i can respect that and and take a a step back but i think it's you have as the employee you also have to be willing to to say no occasionally but to bring it back to the original point that's where i know a guy comes in yeah because you're like up against it can't fucking you know whether it's the time thing or to brett's point i ain't getting paid for this shit (laughs) i ain't getting paid for this shit uh that's when you put your hand up and go, I know a guy. And that's where yeah. delegation becomes this fucking amazing tool and this skill to learn. Um, and what you were saying earlier, Steve, about the, the the sort of connections and then it adds on to another person, you know another person. Like with the with the cars, I didn't know anyone in Leeds about who could help me with cars at all. And I got the guy um, to pick up the car on the flatbed from Dorset. And yeah. he was like, oh, you should try these guys out of this garage. And I tried those guys out of the garage and they were like, you should try this guy out to fit windscreens. And then he was like, you should try this guy out for paint. Yeah. And all of a sudden I had this whole connection of people who I'd, I never would have fucking known. Yeah. And I would never be able to find them in the yellow pages or, you know, or whatever, or ask or get someone else's shitty opinion about it. The only reason I yeah. found it is because someone else who was also in that chain found it. And don't you find it weird? Like that whole word of mouth thing, like even if it's someone that you like that, the, the, the flatbed guy, like, mm the first time you've ever worked with him you don't know him you don't it's, it's not like he's a, a trusted friend or no. colleague but he's just gone oh yeah I, I know a guy and you go okay that's a connection and it's this weird kind of human nature thing of like if you'd just seen an advert on the side of the road for mechanic or whatever like <laughs> yeah. you would have just been like Back old soul yeah <laughs> you, you'd have just been like yeah whatever and you would have ignored it but yeah. the fact that some random person went oh yeah no you should check out so and so but it's, it's context as well like yeah this guy for a living transports cars vehicles yeah. around the country yeah. usually because they don't fucking work yeah so he's gonna have to know somebody who can get cars working that don't work and it's like ah this makes sense yeah. yes there's a reason why he uses these guys right i get it now yeah no i like it i think um yeah that whole uh the because the, the word of mouth thing is and it like it, Obviously, back in the day, it used to very much be a case of, of word of mouth. You you talk about it down the pub and you'd say, oh, I've got this problem. And someone would go, oh, yeah, I know a guy. Whereas now it's it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter or whatever. Like, And you, you put out a post saying, I've got this problem. Anybody have any ideas? And you'll have a bunch of people that will go on and say, oh, have you tried doing this? Have you tried doing that? You should Google it or whatever. But then you'll always have someone that, Ah, you should speak to my mate Mark, who does this, and he can fix it for you. Or have you? Or even just like tagging, like the amount of times I get tagged in random things. It's like, Steve, do you know how this works, or what we can do about this? And I just get um, like invited into random conversations just to to weigh in with a bit of specific knowledge about blacksmithing or metalwork or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think. It exactly pretty much um yeah i think that kind of word of go yeah go yeah no um, the question for sam 
and it was it's about that kind of <clears throat> I know a guy thing or like if if someone came to you and Brett, you probably might have a different take on this. If someone came to you, Sam, and asked you for something outside of your wheelhouse, would your in, would your gut instinct to be to go, I can work out how to do that? You know, I can work out how to bring that material into the fold. I can work out how to get a new shape out of it. Or would you have this? I don't. I don't want to say maturity because it sounds patronising. But would you go? Actually, I know a guy. Or um... I know. I know a guy who knows a guy. I mean, of course, it really depends on the actual question. Um, like, if they were asking me to actually do ceramics in a jewelry studio, yeah, I'd be or like, glass or obviously, or I'm not going to do that. Um, but Wait, is, is that is that is that like just arrogance from my part? Because I would give it a go. Oh no, I don't, I'm pretty sure Brett would give it a go. <laughs> I know. I, I would tell them to go jump. Just, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just playing with mud. I, it this really isn't what I do, is it? <laughs> it's playing with mud. Just like, yeah. <laughs> I know some people who love doing it, and I, yeah. I really don't. It dries out my hands, and I'm a precious little cherub. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not my thing. But, uh, I mean, like, if, if, I knew, if I knew that I could do it with what tools I had at hand and what knowledge yeah. I have at hand, then, of course, I'm just going to be like, yeah, I could do that. It's like, oh, you need a wall painting? Yeah, I'll do that. But I'm setting up boundaries and I'm going to do it in my work yeah. time. And yeah, I'm not mm -hmm. going over doing it overtime unless you specifically pay me overtime and all that kind of crap. But yeah. that's, that's the thing I've always done at work, personally, is I've always set up the boundary of, like, Oh, you want me to? Uh, for example, they made me. They asked if I could paint the fire escape stairs because they went up to code. So they gave me like the most bright yellow paint and was like, "All right, have fun." And I was like, "Okay, but I'm doing this in work time." Yeah, and I'm not doing anything else yeah. until it's done. And they were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure." And that was fine because luckily my bosses aren't massive turds. They're actually quite nice people. <laughs> yeah. That helps a lot. Yeah, I, I know that I would accept most things uh, as a challenge. You know, if somebody was like, hey, can you do ceramics or something like that? I don't know. I don't have the, I don't have a wheel and I don't have a kiln. But like, I wonder if I could make it work. And the problem solving aspect of it would probably be the fun or the reason that I sign up. At the stage I am in my professional and work life i i want to know that i'm being compensated in some capacity for the work that i do but like i will i will more than likely spend time figuring out or adding a lot and trying to over deliver because i want to i know i was going to actually ask all three of you this i want to become the guy that is like the facilitator and connection between people if it's not me i want to tell you who you should go with yeah but i also want the question to you guys is how do you get on that list? Like, how do you become the person that somebody can not only rely on to maybe do the thing, but, Oh, I, I don't know the first thing about that. And if I call Steve, even if he doesn't know it, he knows everybody and like Steve will connect me with somebody. So you become the facilitator. And I really like being that for people pointing them in the right direction. Uh, but what does it take to actually become that? I, th I think for that, it's a case of, of doing just that, of when someone asks you, uh, or e even if even if they don't necessarily ask you directly, it's just always being willing to uh, 
to to help out or to suggest something but i say being willing to suggest something or someone but not if you don't know if you don't know the answer then you say i don't know but bear with me two minutes i will find out and mm. you go up and you ask someone or you do whatever and then you come back and you say right so i think it's this but if you speak to this guy then they'll be able to give you the the full detail it, it is literally just by doing that as much as you can and every time someone asks for a favor or asks um like on facebook or whatever for a thing being able to uh to do that i think it, it's it's not something you can um you can gain a reputation for without just doing it um and yeah I, like i say i think it it's that case of of, of being able to say of, of that maturity level of, of being able to go you know what i don't actually know i don't know the answer to this but i'm gonna find out which i think is something that with it, especially within the maker community is something that happens a lot anyway um where you kind of go like i don't know that but now i'm curious and now i want to find out so you, you do go off and find out oh, um, if, you ask, if you ask them they know shit like that if you ask jamie Reader, yeah. he knows <laughs> yeah he knows a guy <laughs> exactly and uh yeah i think that's that's kind of the like the the, the crux of, of that um kind of personality type is being the kind of person that that either wants to know because they're curious and they want to know how the thing works or wants to know because they want to be helpful they want to help everyone else out so they're like i'm gonna go out of my way to help you out because you need this thing or i'm gonna go out of my way to help you out because now i'm really curious and i want to know um and like just to go back to the um uh the question that i think uh al asked i mean, i'm not even sure who asked it now um but about like um the whole kind of <laughs> knowing how when to say no you <laughs> just shouting at the cat or laughing at the cat oh, fucking uh, raj <laughs> um but yeah like it, it's it's knowing um or one, of, one of the things I, I think is important with in terms of like saying no when someone says can you do ceramics or can you do that is um being aware of like your your time constraints on it as well because it's all well and good being like oh yeah i can do that i can do that for you i can do that for you but if it's going to take you six months before you even look at it then maybe you say no um which i i realize all of us have a problem with like taking on too many projects but they, <laughs> if if someone comes into uh, the workshop at the moment and they say oh can you make some railings for us then you know it's, it's not what we do it's not on our wheelhouse but we know a bunch of other blacksmiths that can so we'll push them that way like yes we could we can do the work we can take that money off of you but it's not you necessarily made what spoons. We... yeah exactly like it's not necessarily what we want to be doing so it's having that kind of um the that maturity to pass on stuff and to say no actually i i'm not going to do that but if you can do that and like pass it on to someone else or suggest someone else that is spiffing uh al do you have an order base base uh, which means brett you are first yeah so 
going to spiff a video game. So pardon if no one's a video game fan out there. Deal with it. This one looks amazing. It's strays, it's strays, it's strays, it's strays, it's strays, it's strays, it's strays. <laughs> Yeah. I am not I surprised. Almost, I almost oh, messed man, it's so cute. Out because I figured you were playing, had played also. I was going to play for the first fucking night tonight, but no, we had to record a podcast instead. Uh, well, goddamn, your, your cat is the main character. Um, it is delightful. And for, you know, indie games, or I'm, I'm always on the hunt for like a smaller production company. Somebody knew the games are never, never going to be as long as those, you know, Final Fantasy 60 hour RPGs or whatever, but it's, I look at it more as the entertainment value, like a movie, right? If for two hours you can really entertain me, so be it. It's super fun. If I get to rewatch that movie and still have an enjoyable time, great. I put on a YouTuber that I've been watching for years. He was just doing a playthrough on it, and I had it on in the background while I was working on stuff inside the house. And I, I like couldn't take my eyes off of it. It looks beautiful. It's got this awesome post-apocalyptic neo robot something there's like uh love love death and robots is definitely referenced a couple of times in there have you seen the uh back to the future reference as well yes Mm -hmm. yes so there's just there's just enough like nostalgia but kind of unique storyline idea their visuals are good it's showing how far video games have come along and yeah. and a small company can re- can create a very very large world yeah and a very large story out of what is effectively a pretty small character hmm nice. uh, yeah <laughs> just being and who the who ever has had a cat as the main character from like a third person pov it's yeah. i'm that's a cool idea. It looks it. really fun. Anybody that's got Steam or a PC uh, or PlayStation, right? That's what it's yeah. on right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they port it over to Switch, but it's it's going to Xbox uh, apparently as well. They've lost the exclusivity things to it, so it's going to be awesome. Xbox soon. And I imagine it will come to Switch at some point. Uh, I hope the graphics that. engine is pretty heavy though, so I don't yeah. know if it's going to be able to handle it. <laughs> like, can you put out a render that's like a quarter of that quality? Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, the cat is one big... <laughs> I am super excited about playing that at some point because it looks fucking glorious. Um, cool. Uh, straight, Al. Straight, straight, straight. <laughs> Al, you are next. I'm going to spiff. A- Toy or a game? I'll let you decide. Uh, so we always come up with stupid sports games to play when we're yes. drunk with the lads. And yeah. usually it's just whichever equipment is lying around. Like water badminton. Good game. Um, and one of the lads turned up with a game that already exists and it's like something we'd make up and it's called Can Off. And it sounds simple. It's just two sticks with cans on top of them and a frisbee. Flying disc, other branded frisbee flying yeah. discs available. Um, and you just throw the frisbee at the can and knock it off. Yeah, it's fucking addictive. It's the best game we've ever played, and we just couldn't stop playing it all weekend. And it's like there's like regulation cans. It's it's basically a coconut shy with a frisbee. It's coconut shy with a frisbee, but it's, it's obviously genius. It's, it's and you have a, a can each, 
and on teams or single player and you just the, the objective is to knock the other can off you can catch the can and get points back if if they knock it off but you catch it so it's like about reaction um, times as well can i, can I yeah. just ask what the regulator can size is i just want to make sure i do this right uh the mount so it's regular but it also fits the slimline yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah you know you can you kind of lay drink <laughs> cans um and it also fits just a regular like red beaker for drinking games uh, but the the, the the can that come with it are a little bit more hefty, a little bit more weighted, and take, can take yeah. a beating as well. Because you can play it on any surface, Steve. You can play it on grass, you can play it on sand, you can play it on concrete. I know. Grass, sand, or, or stone, it apparently. It's great. And the, the, the cans look empty, so you could potentially even fill them up with something if you, you wanted to. with beverages. Oh, off. this well, is a real thing. No, I, I thought you just made this up. No, I thought I no, made no, this no. up. It was a real thing. It was a real branded game. And it yeah. turns out it was my mate. We... My mate knew a guy, and it was his mate who invented it. And now it's a real I... product, and they got it to market. We played this We played this at university all the time, because it was the easiest thing to do in somebody's like very Canada small State. front yard is just put two poles <laughs> yeah. and a can on top, and everybody had a Frisbee because we went to a liberal college. <laughs> so... Uh, I did not know that that was a, an established thing now. I thought that was just cheapest way to do a semi-active thing, but also get people to drink. Yeah. See, I mean, I, the name well, also well, I think they don't exist Eastern European. Just like, hello, this is Kenoff. Yeah. <laughs> this is Kenoff. Ken you throw this and you, you hit Kenoff. Nice. But what, what they've done, Brett, I think they've taken Simple Stick and just perfected it. So everything's yeah. like, the, the Frisbee's like a little bit smaller. Because we one of the guys had like a big aerobic, we tried using it, no chance. It just didn't oh, work no, 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 really different game. Sense. It's like a little kind of pocket little frisbee, it's really nice, yeah. And it's like rubbery and weighted differently, it's quite quite hefty, quite weighty. And it's only if you, 35 that is so much better. There's offers on if you're in the market for like a beach game with the kids or the lads yeah. or ladettes, can off highly recommended. Nice. Good shout. This episode of Fools with Tools was brought to you by <laughs> Can Off. I yeah because I was when I was joking. It was actually Black and Decker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, no, when I first saw it, I instantly in my head was thinking of uh, the horseshoe game because you used to play that at the pub as well. But that look, this looks even better. I yes, I approve. Can I, can I just interject and tell you guys a really small story? No, my friends in college showed me this game they had been playing for a couple of years which involved real darts, like steel tip darts, and you sit in a lawn chair in a circle with however many people you have, and you put your can of beer in between your feet. And the idea is that you throw the dart at the can, and you have to yeah. drink until it stops spilling. But how many times did a glance happen, and a dart ended up in somebody's shoe, or twice, an actual foot because people wearing sandals? Why did we keep doing that? It sounds great. Yeah, I, I don't see the problem yeah. with this. No, There's no a sense of danger in every game. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Doesn't sound dangerous enough. No. Uh, fire. Right, my my. Flame, I, was, I went straight there, Sam. Flaming yep. darts, fire, <laughs> flaming darts. Uh, my spiffy is kind of. That's coming in ants. I'm gonna jump in before Sam. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm spiffing a a. Thing that someone has made, not the person themselves. Can off. Uh, it's not can off. Uh, no, it's the master sword. Uh, unfortunately, Rasmus made it, uh, but it does look fucking good. Like 
yeah, he he did well. I don't I don't really want to compliment him, but yeah. All right, Rasmus, I'll give you this one. You've you've done a good job there. Um yeah. I'm just it's, a little mad that it's made to cut a cake at a wedding. I know, but I kind of love that. I think that's great. No, they should put the cake in a pot. No, they should put the cake in a can. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have that sound effect in my head for ages now. Anyway, uh, yes, so Rasmus made the Master Sword and he did good. That's it. That's all you're getting. Uh, Sam, who or what would you like to spiff? I feel like I'm going really old school by spiffing a YouTube thing. Ooh. Um, but the, the YouTube channel is called Inheritance Machining. Um, and the guy is... I don't know. The guy's story is just really nice. He's just inherited his granddad's old tools. And he's cleaning them up. And he set up his own workshop. And fixing things up and restoring tools. Um, I don't know. It's just, just his video production is really nice. And the story is just really chill. And like he's just really good at what he does as well so he's made like uh he's i don't know he's made like quite a few new tools as well with the equipment that he's inherited which is like a full-blown machine shop um but yeah it's just it's just a really nice video channel yeah It, it looks really really it looks almost um like uh, Jeffrey Croker and that sort of stuff. Um, obviously, I, I don't know if it is because I don't know what the the voiceover that's like. But it, yeah, just from the Ooh. thumbnail, it looks good. In the, it's machining and he's got a flat plate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's a lot like this old Tony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But yeah, hey, I I think I might have to watch that. Oh, they've got a. Uh, it's only six months old, and he's got like thirty thousand. Subs, so it's, oh yeah, oh he's, yeah, he's doing pretty good. He's um, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, why does that one have so? That's weird. Anyway, uh, I think that's a really good shout. I am actually going to watch some of those because they look really enjoyable. How can you, Steve, when you're clearly too busy watching Azerbaijani uh, rural cooking programs? <laughs> it was such a good shout. Like, awesome. I can't stop watching it. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <sighs> I'm yeah. The trouble is, every time I put it on, it just makes me fucking hungry. Yeah. Um, the food looks so good. Yeah. And right. you know, you know that lady's been doing it forever. Just oh gotcha. Amazing. Yeah. And you know that if you were to go there for like, even if you were just like walking past and you just stopped in to ask for directions, you'd be fed like a. Bang <laughs> Come in. You look hungry. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. I'm so hungry. This um, reminds me of my first flat in when I first moved to London. One of the guys who I lived with was Greek and his mum visited, didn't speak a lick of English. <laughs> and I walked into the kitchen and she had every single pot out and was cooking the biggest meal and she would not take no for an answer. And I ate so well. That <laughs> it was the best. I've Brilliant. never really eaten traditional Greek food. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was insane. And don't know what the fuck she said to me, but she seemed nice. <laughs> Lovely. I didn't die. That's always a bonus. I haven't had Greek hmm. food in ages. Um, there's been a really nice Greek place in uh, Bristol. I'm so hungry right now. This I know. I'm fucking starving. I'm so hungry. Uh, <laughs> right. Is there any other business? No? 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 No. No. Al's not looking sure. 
No. Okay. Uh, so there is no other business. So, uh, Sam, where can people find you if they want to find you on all of the usual social media th- stuffs? Um, pretty much if you just search my name, because it's weirdly quite a unique name. But on Instagram, it's just Sam Ritty. How do you spell uh, Sam Ritty? On Facebook. How do you spell it? How do you spell it? How do you spell it? Oh. Uh, oh, the difficult yeah. part is S A M. Yep, yeah, yep. That's the one. Um, and then it's R, and then it's an I, and there's two T's and an E. That, thanks. That's for it. Up and making me look like a tit. Uh, <laughs> nice. So yeah, just Sam Ritty everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Um, and if you would find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Networks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Did you just blow out your own microphone? Because I don't know. And if you want to find us as a group, we are Fools of Tools. Uh, obviously, you're listening to us. Um, so, yeah, that's it. So, Sam, thank you ever so much for coming on. Um, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and until next time, we love you. Bye. 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 Sam's cooler than everybody here.